Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Today we're beginning this brand new series called Get in the Game because it is football season, but it is time for a new season, everybody. Amen? Amen. I said it's time for a new season. Amen. Amen. We've been going through a lot. There's been a lot of suffering around us, and it's time for a new season. And I think that God wants to begin. God is doing something. You know, when we go through this season that we're in, I'm reminded of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, how Jesus didn't put the fire out. He just got in the fire with them. And so right now, we got to remember that Jesus is in the fire with us. Amen? Amen. As I begin today, I want to tell you that <clears throat> I want to begin talking to you about getting in the game. And I'd like to lead off with a, one of Jesus' followers by the name of Simon Peter. It's amazing to me in Matthew's gospel, six, chapter 16, how that Simon Peter is Jesus, one of his star players. I mean, if we were looking at a football team, he'd be one of his star players. And uh, he had just, Jesus just asked the question, okay, who do people say that I am? And, and all the other people started giving all these names. And Simon Peter finally just shouted, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God. And boy, Jesus looked at him and said, you got it right. And said, matter of fact, on your faith, on that profession of faith, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. You're, you're a Peter, you're a Simon Peter. And on this rock, I'm going to build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. And so the big grace is like, wow. And then Jesus went right from that moment, right from that moment, and all of a sudden tell him that, fellas, I just want you to know that I'm going to go into Jerusalem and I'm going to die. They're going to kill me, and then I, but on the third day, I'm going to get up out of that grave. Hallelujah. Now, Simon Peter didn't want to hear that. Matter of fact, the Bible says that he had a conversation with Jesus right after that. You know, see, he just had a big win. He was like, yeah, I'm the man. Jesus said I'm the man. So then he begins to talk to Jesus. Listen to what he says to Jesus in Matthew 16 and 22 and 3. Peter took him aside and began to what, everybody? Uh, he's rebuking Jesus. <laughs> rebuked him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. Jesus turned to Peter and said, get behind me, who? Wow, he he just said, Peter, you're the one on this, you know, on your faith, your profession, I'm going to build my church and all the names, call him the devil. I'm talking about bipolar, right? Here we go. (laughs) Get behind me, Satan, you're a stumbling block to me. Now, here's the key right here. Look what he says to Simon. You do not have in mind the things of who? But the things of, the things of men. He says, in other words, you are thinking the wrong thoughts. You're only thinking about your own interests. You're not thinking about the kingdom of God interest. You're, think, you're just thinking about what you see. You're not thinking about what God sees. If there's ever been a time in our, in our history of our culture, then what, which we're in, I would say is this, is that I think we've, we have a problem with this thinking that's happening, and not only in the world, but in the church as well. And you know, when you begin to think 
only about you, you begin to think to yourself, you begin to ask yourself questions that can lead you to wrong answers. And I think one of the questions that most people now in the world are thinking, but also in the church are thinking is this question right here. And I would say church, even when it comes to the kingdom of God, maybe we're asking this question. We're asking the question, what's the least that I can do and still have God answer my prayers and go to heaven? What's the least that I can do? What is the least that I can do and, and still get my prayers answered and still go to heaven? What is the least that I can do? And when you eat, it's the same thing that, that, that Simon, Jesus said, I got to go to the cross, I got to die. And Simon said, no, 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 you, no, you don't really have to do that. And I think in our culture today, that's what's happening. Just think what would happen if a young couple, you know, we got some young couples that are going to be married here near, in the very near future. And just think what would happen. You come down to the altar, and right before they said, I do, the one looked at the other and said, I just want to ask you a question. What's the least I can do to stay in this marriage? What's the least I can do? And marriage wouldn't have a chance, would it? But yet in our, in our spiritual journey, it seems like that we adopt this principle. What's the least that I can do? What's the least that I can do? Tell me the least that I can do and go and be in heaven with you. Or when I pray that you come and answer my prayers. And so today we got to get in the game, everybody. And so that's what I want to encourage you to do, how to get in the game. So here's the answer. So instead of asking the question, what's the least that I can do? We need to be asking this question. What would a good Christian do? Right. Amen. In every scenario, we need to ask, not, not what would a good Christian do? Not what's the least, I, but what is a, a good Christ follower, a good Christian? What would a good Christian do in every situation in our lives? And let me tell you something. A good Christian is always about the second mile. Amen? Amen. 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 That's where Chick-fil-A got that, everybody, all right? <laughs> the second mile. So how to get in the game with God. Again, we go to Matthew 16 and 24. Look what it says. Here we go. Then Jesus said to his disciples, remember, he just rebuked Peter. If anyone come after me, they must deny themselves, take up their cross and follow me. Three things that he tells us that we need to do in order to get in the game. Instead of having the, uh, adopting the attitude of what's the least I can do, we get to adopt the question of what would a good Christian do? The first thing I would tell you how to get in the game, number one, is that we must deny myself. I must deny myself. I must deny myself. Remember what he says in Matthew 6, 24. He says, if anyone's going to follow me, he must deny themselves. They must deny themselves. Now, I was uh, going into the gym locker room uh, a couple, well, it's probably been about a, six or eight months ago. When I walked in, there was a guy in front of the mirror that didn't have a lot of clothes on, and he was doing this. Yeah. And, it, and, it, and, and he had his phone on the counter, and he was recording himself, you know, doing all that stuff. And I heard a voice say, you look good. Well, I'm telling you, that just sort of freaked me out right there. I'm like, you know, I don't know what's going on right here. Well, come to find out he was a bodybuilder and his coach was telling him he's about to have his meet or whatever you call those things that they do, his show. And uh, his coach was telling him, you know, what he need to work on. He looked good. He's about to, have to do his show. So I was, like, uh, <clears throat> I was like, hey, I don't want to interrupt anything here. You know, uh, 
<laughs> what's going on? I don't know what's going on. But he, said, he explained that to me. And then I, he said, but I said, so when is your, when is your uh, show? He said, well, it's this weekend and I can't wait because they're going to have me a slice of pizza after this is over. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm trying to tell you, to get to the, to get the uh, physique that he had, you had to deny yourself. You know, you can't have ice cream every day. Hallelujah. You know, sorry for him. <laughs> But you know, you can't have, you have to deny yourself. And that's what Jesus is saying is that the things that you want sometimes in order to get what you really need, you can't, you can't always get what you want and you can't always give yourself what you want. Amen. It's not, it's, it's one thing when I can't get what I want because it's out of my reach. I can't get it. But it's another thing when I give, when I have to deny myself and can't give myself what I want. See what I'm talking about? And so I want to challenge you, deny yourself, take up your cross. Jesus in Matthew, he goes on and says the next verse, in verse 25, he says, if you try to hang on to your life, you will lose it. But if you give up your life for my sake, you will what, everybody? You save it. The only way you save life is losing it. That's Jesus. And, 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 and in the culture that we're in, in the environment that we're in, especially in the pandemic, it's all about we're all trying to save our lives, aren't we? It's like we're all scared to death. We're scared of death, and we're running from death, and we, we're finding ourselves so much trying to panic running from death that we forget to live. Right, right now, you see what I'm talking about? We're not living anymore. We're trying to just survive. We're trying to just stay one, help us, one step ahead of death, and when you do that, you can't live. We were never, ever called to run from death, everybody. Amen. We are children of God. Heaven is our home. We are not afraid. Amen. We know who we believed in and that he's got us. Amen. We trust the Lord Jesus Christ that he saved us. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. And you can live your life based on him. He's a rock of our salvation. Amen. He's a lily of the valley. He's a bright and morning star. And he's our hope. Amen. We are not afraid. Christians do not stay on the back line. They get on the front line. And I'm just telling you, you can't live with this spirit of fear. You can't live with that. It's amazing because this is not only filtered down into when we just try to live, we for, when we just try to not die, we forget to live. And so we need to live. Our, our, this next generation needs to know what it means to live. And right now they're so afraid. They're afraid to get married. You know that? They're afraid, well, you know, I'm 35 and I'm still scared. I love this word, but I'm still scared. Well, get over it. Amen. Listen, you, you, and, and having children, this younger generation is like, oh, I, my kid, I don't, I'm scared to have a baby. They may mess up, so I'll just get me a poodle. <laughs> have you noticed that? Have you noticed that? I mean, listen, I don't want to be... I don't want to be so hard, but I'm telling you, it's like, it's like the next generation, we've taught them that, you know, we scared them to death about having children. They just settle for a pet. Right. And then pets have replaced children. Have you noticed that? Right. Right. And it's because of fear. And I just want to tell you that we got we to gotta focus on living and not dying, everybody. And, you, and if you're always thinking about, oh, I'm just going to try to stay one step ahead of, of death, then you're never going to live. Listen, we're all going to die. I just want you, we're all going to die one day, and we shouldn't be afraid of that. That's why Jesus came, amen? amen. Now, listen, I, this, we're in a pandemic, and you got to do what you got to do to be safe. And let me tell you something, you know, Ron and I said, we went and got the vaccine because we wanted to be safe. 
And I'm just saying, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to feel like you do. And, and so I just want to leave it there. But, but listen, live whatever it takes to live. That's what I want you to do. Whatever. Don't be, don't hunker in your bunker. Man, you gotta, we got to get out. The world needs Jesus, amen? And we can't hunker in our bunker. No, 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 no. You see, Jesus said that when you give up your life, you live. And that's when we say, when we, when we give, we live, amen? amen? When we give, we live. When you give, Paul said it this way. He says this, for I am fully expect, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be what? Bold, Bold for Christ. As I have been in the past, and I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. You see, really dying to me means Christ lives. Live or die. He goes on. For to me to live means living for Christ, and dying is even better. It's been said, a person is never really ready to live until they're ready to die. Amen? You see, here's what I want you to understand. It's, it's either I forget myself and live for Christ or either I live for self and forget Christ. That's what it comes down to. Remember the question we said that everybody's asking, what's the least that I can do and, and have God answer my prayers and go to heaven? And that's the wrong question. We want to ask the question, what would a good Christian do? We want to deny ourselves. And then the second thing I would tell you is this, if, if we're going to get in the game, is that we have to do this. We have to stop taking myself out of the game because of. Stop taking myself out of the game because of. And I feel like this is where Jesus said, you know, you must deny yourself in uh, 16 and 24, Matthew 16, 24. He said, you must deny yourself, take up your cross, everybody. And we all have challenges, amen? Let's just get that. Listen, that I have challenges that you don't have, and you have challenges that I don't have, but we all have a challenge. No, I don't care how good it looks on social media that you see those people and go, oh, I wish my life was like theirs. No, you don't. You don't. Matter of fact, we could get in this room right now, and we could say, okay, well, here's my problem. We put it in the middle of a pile, and you say, well, here's my problem. You put it in a pile. I guarantee you by the time everything was over, you take your own problem and leave. <laughs> Because it's not as bad as everybody else's. Understand that. Understand that. You see, we have to quit taking ourselves out of the game. We take ourselves out of the game because we look at our past and say, well, I've got this past failure, so I, you know, I can't be in the game. You know, the, man, don't let what happened 20 years ago keep you out of the game today. You've asked God to forgive you. He forgave you. He doesn't remember it anymore. Now move on with God. Amen. Amen. Quit living in the past. It's okay to have a past, but don't let your past have you. Amen. And some people are strangled by their past. And that's what he's saying. He said, take up your cross and follow me. Yes, you can't erase what happened, but you move on in spite of what happened. Amen. Amen. And there's so many that are with physical dis, uh, challenges and so forth. They said, well, I just can't because I have this challenge. I have a challenge with time. I have a challenge with this child. I have a challenge with my physical condition. Let me tell you, that's why we have the Holy Spirit, everybody. He makes up the difference. Amen. 
He makes, he makes up what you can't do. What you, if you could do it all yourself, you wouldn't need God. Amen? You, you need the Holy Spirit in your life to do what you can't do. And that's what faith is, by the way. Faith is stepping out and saying, God, I can't do this on my own, but I'm believing that you'll be there with me. And it's faith in God that allows you to step out. And when you step out, the Holy Spirit has a way of coming in and doing what you cannot do. And when it's all said and done, you go, wow, look at what happened. And you go, God, because that wasn't me. Amen. That's what it's all about. It's all about. You know, when I think about getting in the game, I think of Shaquem Griffin, who, who was born. This is his picture. He was born with a, with a hand that was messed up. And matter of fact, he was amputated uh, when he was like four years old. Here's this picture coming up. And, and he, he made it all the way and played with the Seahawks. Matter of fact, he played 46 games with the Seahawks. Oh, yeah. See, I know we can get you to worship. We bring up them uh, football. That's right. I hadn't heard any of you shout all year, and all of a sudden, <laughs> talk about your football team. You're going to go old Pentecostal school. You'll be dancing in the aisles in a minute. That's right. Maybe I'll just come in and start calling out names of football teams and see. <laughs> but here he, here he is. He had this, he had this challenge that, that everybody said, you'll never make it. And society said, well, poor pitiful you now. You can only be pitiful, you know, and we're just going to keep, we'll just, uh, you just keep you down here, right? You'll be okay. We're going to oh, bless your heart. That's what we're going to do. He didn't take the bless your heart. No, he determined that he could do it. And he, in spite of his challenge, he pushed forward. He took up the cross he had, and he made it all the way to the NFL, everybody. Amen. 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 And so listen, what are you whining about? We have a superstar among us right now. Her name is Tiffany Starnes. This is a picture of Brian and Tiffany. Tiffany, yeah, there she is. What you may not know about Tiffany is this, is that Tiffany, when she was getting her master's degree, she found out that she was losing her sight in counseling. She's getting her master's degree in counseling, and she found out that she was losing her sight, but she never thought the day would come that she would lose her sight totally, and that day's come. But you know what? What I think about Tiffany is that she didn't quit. She says, you know what? Every day she goes to her office, she can't see what people physically look like, which means this, that God uses her to look upon the heart and not look upon man. Amen? I said, I said, Tiffany, you're, the, you're one of the only people I know that are like God because when somebody comes in and we see them, who they are, we see all their demeanor, and they can be meaner when you see them, amen? And we see all, we begin to judge everything, right? We begin to say, oh, well, let me tell you, that's going to be a jerk right there. We can just tell by the way they look, right? That's a jerk, right? We begin to think all of that. She doesn't do that. And that God anoints her. God has given her this, this ability to, to be able to help people in a supernatural way. Why? Because she said, I'm not going to let my challenge hold me back. God, here I am. Do what I cannot do. And the Holy Spirit of God has made her into this wonderful counselor that helps people. I'm telling you that whatever you challenge you have in your life, don't you sit back and say, because of this, I can't. No, no. Because of this, God has to do it in me. Amen? Amen, everybody. Amen. Amen. I will take up my cross. Everybody's got a challenge. You say, well, you just don't know what my children put me through. No, I don't. But your parents would say the same thing. 
You, you just don't know, you just don't know the, you just don't know the history. You don't know my parents enough. You don't know what I lived in. No, 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 I don't know. But I know that God knew when you were born and he's calling you up and calling you out, amen, that you can change your family tree. Amen. amen. Be what you want to be, amen. Be what you want your children to be. Be what you want everybody else to be. And get in the game, amen. Get in the game. Quit, quit saying because of, because of, oh, you don't know my financial situation. Well, get in financial peace and get in the game. Amen, Amen everybody. You just don't know about my teenager. Well, get them to United Night tonight. Amen. Get them in the game. We got to get in the game. We got to quit asking the question. Well, what's the least I can do and expect my family to get better? What's the least I can do with God and expect my finances to get better? What's the least I can do in my church and expect God to bless my life? What's it? No, no, no. That's not the question. The question is, what would a good Christian do? And they would trust God. They would step out on faith. They go in the power of the Holy Spirit and do what only God can do in them. Amen. So I want to challenge you. Listen, there's opportunity. I give you all. I'm not just telling you you ought to. I'm telling you here's an opportunity to do it. Serve Saturday's coming up. Why don't you sign up next Saturday? September 11th, I can't think of a better day to be out doing something for somebody else. Amen? Amen. Serve somebody. Grow track. Grow track is, it starts today. You can go right after this service. But go to grow track. Why? Get in the game. Grow track is where you get in the game, man. We are doing something as a church that's wonderful because we're coming together as a body of believers and we're saying, you know what? We are together in Jesus Christ and we're making a difference in our community, amen? And when our community thinks about Stockbridge Community Church, they don't think about Jeff Dahl, they think about you. Because they said, hey, I see them out there on the streets. I see them at these places work. I see your people out there. That's what God's called us to be. Sign up, sign up. Please sign up on your connection card. Okay, I got to move on. You ready? Get in the game. What would a good Christian do? That's the question we want to ask. How to get in the game? Number three, I have to want it. Oh, my goodness. I'm going to go ahead and apologize before I even say it, all right? I got to want it. Aren't you tired of this half-hearted stuff? I gotta want it. I gotta want it. Jesus said again in Matthew 16 and 24, he says this. He said, Then Jesus said to the disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross daily, and follow me. And follow me. I gotta want it. There's a passage of scripture that I'm about to read to you that, man, it, it I'm telling you, it messes with me. It makes me reevaluate my life, and I hope that it does you as well. Because Jesus is speaking here. You know, it's revelations, people. They mean this is the end, of, end time. And it's like, okay, this is what he's saying to us. In Revelations 3 and 15, he says this. I know your deeds that you're neither cold nor hot. I wish you were either. I wish you were either one of those. Now, why would he say, I wish you were cold or hot? Because, see, when you're, when you're on fire for God, your heart's with him. But when you're cold and away from him, then he can speak and you can hear him. But here we go. Here we go. Look what he says. So because you are what, everybody? Lukewarm. Neither hot nor cold, I'm about to spit you out of my mouth. Now, that bothers me. 
I don't know about you, but that, that bothers me. Yes. My mind goes back to Matthew 7 when Jesus said, not everyone that says, Lord, Lord, is going to enter the kingdom of heaven. It just bothers me a little bit. He says, you say, I am rich and I have acquired wealth and do not need a thing. But you do not realize that you are wretched, pitiful, poor, blind, and naked. His name was David. We were best buddies. In eighth grade, in eighth grade, we become friends. The reason that we become friends is because he in the eighth grade was six foot tall. He weighed 200 pounds. You asked me, Pastor Jeff, why do you have such big friends? Because I'm a little man with a big mouth. <laughs> we went into our freshman year of high school together. That was the year that I got saved. And David continued to sprout up that year. I mean, shoot, he got up to six foot three, six foot four. He was 270 pounds. And I mean, you talking about the recruit of the year for the high school football team, he was it. He, you know, he, he just, they warned him bad. And so, I mean, it was like everything, come on, to, come on to practice and so forth. And he did. And what I noticed with David is that David, you know, he, he, would, he didn't play a lot of games. He had all the ability, he had all the ability that you could possibly have. I mean, like, he had the agility, he had the size, he had it all. But he was missing one thing, the want to. His mama wanted him to, his daddy wanted him to, all the coaches wanted him to. Shoot, our whole high school wanted him to. He didn't have the want to. David... I invited him to church and told him about Jesus and helped lead him to Christ. But it showed up there as well. He didn't want to. One of the things that breaks my heart the most, I've given my, I've given my life to this. I'm giving my life to you. And to work so hard to try to do everything that we do, like, like this small group stuff and writing these books and all these things is for, to help you, it's for you. And yet to have so many look and say, I don't want it. David, his whole life, you know, after high school, you know, I went on and, and, and done my thing and he went on and done his thing. And, and the last time I spoke to David, he was in a jail cell. Because in his marriage, he didn't want it. As being a father, he didn't want it. And there we are having a conversation when he's in a jail cell. And tears coming down his face and saying, Jeff, I wish I, I just wish I would. I wish I would. I wish I would. And living his life in regret. The question I have for you. When it comes to your relationship with God, do you want it? Do you want it? Are you one of those people that say, well, you know, I prayed a prayer when I was 10 years old. I'm good with God. Oh, no. No. No, it doesn't work that way. No, you got to want it. 
And today's thing, do you want it? That's the question. Do you want it? Do you want it? You got to get in the game, everybody. You can't just put the jersey on and stand on the sideline and say, well, I'm just here. No, no. You got to get in the game. You got to want it. You got to want it. See, the good news is this. It's Jesus. Look what he says in verse 19 and 20. He says, those whom I love, I rebuke and discipline. So to be earnest and repent, because here I am. He's here right now, everybody. Wherever you're sitting at watching this or wherever you drive, whatever you're doing, he's with you too. Here I am. I stand at the door and knock. Knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in and eat with him. And he with me. You see what he's saying? He's saying, I'm always pursuing you. I'm just asking you to turn around and pursue me back. I'm asking you to want to. I'm asking you to want to be in this relationship. I'm asking you to want to love me back. I'm asking you just to care a little bit. I, I just need you to want me too. And the great news, he's at the door right now. He's at the door. He's knocking. And see, there's some of you sitting in this room, and there's a, some of you that are watching online right now that the truth of the matter is you've left him at the door. And he's at the door knocking. And there's some of you that you know right now that, that listen, if, if your time were to come tomorrow, you don't know where you spend eternity. Well, I want to tell you something. Jesus is right there at the door today, knocking, knocking and saying, let me in. If you would just want it, want me in your life, then you don't have to worry about eternity. Amen? Amen. I'll take care of that, but also I'm going to give you life while you're here. Yes. So if that's you, if that's you, he's knocking today. And it's up to you to decide if you'll let him in. Yes. I'm going to pray a prayer. And today, if that's you, you just say that you, you listen, it's more, the words mean nothing. It's the want to that means everything. And right now, we're going to pray. We just bow your heads with me. Heavenly Father, we've read your word. Jesus, these are your words. You wish we were either hot or cold. And so, Father, right now, I come to you, and I ask you, Heavenly Father, that you would, Lord, as you're touching hearts, all in this room and everyone that's watching online, oh, God, you're touching hearts. God, I'm asking you right now that those that are, that Lord want to, that you would, Lord, they would say to you right now, dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. I need you and I need you to save me. Forgive me of my sins and I, I don't want to live life without you. I want you. I want you. I want to get in the game with you, Jesus. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Can we give God a hand for all those that just received Christ? If you did that today, you have a connection card there. I want to ask you to check the box so we can pray for you. And I want to send you something online as well on our app. Now I want to talk to everybody else. Listen. Oh, everybody, I want everybody in this room, just look at me just a second. I got a question for you. Do you still want it? Do you still want it? Have you gotten cold or... You see, are you just lukewarm? You're like, I just got just enough of God that I, don't, I feel like I'm okay, but I don't want any more. No, 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 no. Today, where are you? 
As I was preparing this week, I began to ask myself that question. Am I satisfied with just being where I am or do I want it? Do I want all he's got for me? Today, I want to challenge you to stand with me. And I want to ask you a question. Maybe do you need to ask God to forgive you a little bit? Maybe today, do you, do you need to say, go back and check that warner meter in your life? Where is it at with God? And today, as we begin to sing this song, remember the question is not this. The question we categorize is what's the least I can do? That's not the right question. But what would a good Christian do? What would God want me to do? As we begin to sing this song, I hope that you will find a place and you will pray and say, God, I want all you want. I want to get in the game. I want all that you have for me. I want to get in the game. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net and click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.